party time, is it? I don't know. It's uh, not energized by nuclear energy yet, uh, this party. We haven't been evaporated by thermonuclear bombs, intercontinental ballistic missiles. Ha! But the countdown is on. DEFCON. Uh, yeah. What is it? The low number is the scary one? Mm-hmm. It's like DEFCON 1? Yeah. This is... I think you could say this is uh, party accelerator time. Yeah. I feel like we're watching Matthew Broderick trying to stop the war games. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, I hope Josh Jennings, of course, on the hot seat. I hope I hope we're not in in that situation. Yeah, the, the uh, last episode of the Chad Prather show. <laughs> God, I hope that's not prophetic. Um, what do you think? Uh, do you think we honestly? Do you think Vladimir Putin would have gone into Ukraine the way that he did if Donald Trump had been president? No, no, I don't. I well, I think I think it's possible, but I don't think it's very likely. I mean, he he's been seething to do it for a long time, but. No, I, I think Trump had enough of the crazy card that he could lay on the table that uh, unless unless Putin really is dying and, and he's, you know, on his way out and yeah. wants to leave his mark on history, I don't I don't think he would have. Yeah, I think that Putin and I've said this before, I think he sees it as his um, legacy to do what his predecessors did, whether it was Catherine the Great or Peter the Great. They all did it. Yeah, they all did it. The same type deal of trying to, you know, annex these countries back in and and dominate them. And and uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's involved. I I think also, um, I mean, there there is a little bit of legitimacy to some of his concerns. I think with um, the UN kind of creeping in, mm-hmm. uh, or sorry, NATO, not UN, NATO, uh, creeping in over time um, and and pushing at the borders. I mean, if I were if I try to put myself in inside of the mind of somebody who's on the other side of that imaginary now wall, um, I mean, I could see thinking that way. Um, but yeah, I think most of it, uh, I think most, most people in, you know, power, especially dictatorial power are very concerned about legacy. Um, you know, you get all the money, which he has, you get all of the women, all of the parties, all of the things. What have you got left? Yeah. Legacy. Legacy. Yeah, it's a perverted way to go about it. I mean, I believe legacy is a big, important thing in everybody's life, but wow. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, ah, the Puppet Master Mark and Super Chris Cruz driving us into the nether regions of all things thermonuclear insanity. <laughs> and it's, it's a scary thought when you think about it. Yeah. You know, and I, I think a lot of us start, you know, putting our head under the rug and saying, ah, well, you know, putting our head in the sand, so to speak, and, and just saying, ah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. But we have a driveling idiot at the helm oh, yeah. in America who can't read a note card, much less handle international diplomacy right? Uh, and, and talk this nonsense off the ledge. Can so. play it again, Yeah, play it. I'm always happy to see it. I'm always happy to see it. Um... Uh... I got hard trouble reading this. Reuters, uh, the tangent about both. Yeah. He should have just said, hey, I'm, I'm looking for you uh, diverse tacos. The great um, the great orator of our time, the Winston Churchill yeah. uh, of the 21st century. It really is. God, yeah. we're screwed. Such a, such a statesman. <laughs> but that's uh, okay. He was in China. He said, you know, there's no reason to have a Cold War with China. Um, I mean, why not? Let's let's cozy up to the communists. Uh, yeah, in fact, right. we got that clip number three. Let's play it. I absolutely believe there's need not be a new Cold War. 
We, uh, I've met, met many times with Xi Jinping, and we were candid and clear with one another across the board. And I do not think there's any imminent attempt on the part of China to invade Taiwan. And I uh, made it clear that our policy on Taiwan has not changed at all. It's the same exact position we've had. I made it clear that we want to see cross-strait issues peacefully resolved. And, uh, and so it never has to come to that. And uh, I'm convinced that, uh, that he understood exactly what I was saying. I understood what he was saying. Yeah, did you? So there's, there's no imminent uh, attack on Taiwan plan despite all the times that China talks about their imminent attack on Taiwan. Yeah, I mean, you know, they send a few uh, warships and screaming fighter planes over their airspace, and it's like, no, there's no imminent. Um, and I mean, listen, this whole thing comes down to the interpreters, in my opinion. The interpreters are the ones who are determined whether or not we live or die, because if they, they get one word wrong... Uh, That's it, a good point. Well, it is, because Joe Biden can't speak English much less Mandarin. Do you remember uh, a number of years ago when Obama was president, and he there was somebody who uh, was doing the sign language interpretation for him, but they but they didn't uh, yeah. they didn't actually speak sign language yeah. or yeah. use it, and so it was just all fluff. gibberish. Maybe that person somehow yeah. sneaked back in. Yeah, and is doing all of the translating we, now. We want to make sure that, uh, well, Chad, that that's a well vetted person. <laughs> yeah. Perfect what, example of why you need a perfect uh, interpretation was when Hillary gave the reset button. Remember that whole debacle? The yeah. reset did not translate completely incorrectly on the button, and like that was a whole thing. Well, okay, so she that was her little attempt at humor right yeah. there of hitting the reset button. And that didn't that was lost in translation. I learned a long time ago that when you go and speak internationally and, you know, back in I remember people telling me we went 1994. I was in Russia. I was in Moscow and we were teaching classes there. And um, they were like, and I'm a humor guy. Right. And they were like, don't try. <laughs> it's lost. Don't like you, the nuance, sarcasm, all of those things, the colloquialisms, all right. of these different things that you would need to to execute humor. You can't do that. Yeah. And if you're doing it through a translator, you could forget it. Right. You could forget it. So you know. it's it's not just a, a matter of uh, uh yeah. you know in Russia, whatever yeah. the whatever the the uh, who was the famous comedian who came out of Russia that that everybody knew here, Yakov, Yakov Smirnov. Smirnov. Yeah. Yeah. The whole reversal uh, to yeah. make the joke thing doesn't work over there for it, you. It doesn't work, and it's like it's sort of like doing comedy in Indiana. I mean, those people don't understand sarcasm <laughs> in the Midwest. They just they strict. Which I will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, on February thirteenth. Right. Uh, and I will come chock full of sarcasm for, a, for, for all a of brief my time before they run you out on yeah, a rail. <laughs> my Indianians. I did a, I did a show years ago at Terre Haute, and I was like, uh, "This ain't gonna go good at all." I mean, they were <laughs> there was a room full of farmers, and they were staring me down, bro. Um, but no, it, it's kind of lost, and you got to be careful with what you say. It gets lost in translation. But um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know, man. I saw uh, Joe. Uh, Joe was in. Um, let, let's let's uh, before we get to that. Hang on. Um, go to that. Play clip number four. Did you find him personally to be more confrontational or more conciliatory and willing to compromise? Neither and yes. I, yes, I didn't find him more confrontational or more conciliatory. I found him the way he's always been, direct and straightforward. And uh, do I think he's willing to compromise on various issues? Yes. 
I think he understands that. Uh, look, I, I think. How can I say this tactfully? Please try. Um, I think the. Uh, I think the election held in the United States, which still leaves a little bit uncertain, uh, has sent a very strong message around the world that the United States is ready to play. The United States is. Uh, you know, the Republicans who survived, along with the Democrats, uh, are of the view that uh, we're going to stay fully engaged in the world and that we, in fact, uh, know what we're about. Let me interpret that for you. Please. So he says that uh, the debacle, which is the American elections, mm-hmm. and all of the problems that it presented, okay. says to the world we're ready to play. Yeah. That we're ready to get serious. Yeah. And uh, extend and expand our American values on the global stage. He said that the guy who is running China, who just literally ran his predecessor out to an execution camp, as far as we know, (laughs) just two weeks ago, is ready to compromise. Yeah. We literally watched on television as all of the peons behind the elites in China wearing masks, they had to barely turn their heads and use their peripheral vision while ex-president Hu was taken out by the uh, Gestapo squad. Yeah. Yeah, did not want to, I mean, like, reaching for help. Yes. And they escorted him out. Yeah, and Xi Jinping, dictator for life, didn't even turn his head to acknowledge the man. Right. But you're going to tell me that guy's willing to compromise. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say he's direct and straightforward, Joe. I, yeah. <laughs> he literally I'm, escorted the dude out for ex- probably execution. Has anybody heard from... President who? Nope. I don't think they have. Uh, escorted the dude out to his uh, death sentence right there on television. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Uh, who is no more? Who is no more? Who is? Who is going? And, and if a who is still here, who ain't happy? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Who, that, who's yeah. hanging out with a bunch of uh, Uyghurs right yeah, now? Yeah. Who? Uh, who is making uh, iPhones now? <laughs> yeah. And and Nikes. He's chained to a table so he can't throw himself out the window. Yeah. Exactly. He's uh, he's out there making NBA logo patches. Yeah. So I uh, uh knit, knitting jerseys. I, if he if who is still here, he ain't happy. The the thing that that is so um dangerous about this what we're seeing from Biden here uh the equivocation that that's just been on display for for a long time it didn't start with him is this idea that 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 we all have that China is not necessarily a bigger threat than Russia. We all worry about Russia. We talk about Russia, um, and the 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 unbelievable, huge danger is China. Yeah, China doesn't just have Russia has nuclear weapons, and that's about it. They don't have a stable, no. large economy. They don't have a, a military force that can do uh, what what they would need to sustain a war. They don't have the the machinery of war that they would need to sustain a, a, something against us. China has most of that, and they have a a stable economy. They have a huge economy, Um, so it it bothers me. um, And I and and Biden is out to pasture on basically anything at this point. So I, I, you know, can we get an adult in the room to talk about this? But this is something we've got to take more seriously because they're going to eat our lunch. Yeah. I said... This is true. No mean tweets. You know, Never as, mind. I stand corrected, Chris. Good point. 
I'm happy we have no mean tweets now. I've said for 30 years. I've said for 30 years, you better learn a little Mandarin because uh, it's coming. And we've been yeah. cozying up in bed with China for so long on the economic level of things right. that, uh, you know, we, we just kind of give them a pass. And and they're they're horrible. And what are we going to do? What are we literally really going to do when, not if, when Taiwan finally become something they're they're going yeah. after yeah because they're going to do it of course they're going to they're, again they see it as a divine right yeah they see it as their destiny they see it like you talked about putin they see it as a legacy right uh, and and i'll remind people you know when it comes to russia god you know when i was there in 94 talking about that trip uh, i was like this is a third world country mm-hmm. i mean you got your meat hanging in unrefrigerated windows in the middle of moscow i mean this is a third world country the only thing they ever spent money on was bombs this is a thing where this is a country where you know people like men wear track suits. That's that, bad. It, like, yeah. And chains. And, and chains. Yeah. And no shirt underneath or a wife beater. <laughs> right. I, uh, yeah. And, and look how they struggled in Ukraine. Yeah. Everybody thought they were just going to go in there and just wipe Ukraine out. No, they've struggled. If anything, they've how many lost. months has it been going on now? Yeah, I mean, we're what, eight, we nine months? Eight now? or nine months in? Yeah. I mean, we, they've struggled in Ukraine. We, we all figured massive. it would be over in a day or two. Yeah. And no. Massively struggled. So they don't have that infrastructure. They don't have that war machine. They don't have the manpower. But what they do have, weirdly enough, and I think this is just a, a hangover from the Cold War, what they do have is this sort of imminent boogeyman status in our thinking. And that's fine because they're, they're, they're definitely not our friends. But it's important that we keep our focus where it really needs to be. And right now that's China. Yeah. Um, and we know also, I mean, I don't, I don't know how comparable president she is to somebody like Mao Zedong, but if he's even close to comparable, um, there, there are no limits. There's yeah. no limiting principle to expansion of power, yeah. to expansion of economic power, global domination in every way that they can do. And I'll remind you, they also have nuclear weapons. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. And I'm sure that uh, he has read Mao Zedong's little red book. Undoubtedly. All right. We did it yesterday for free. Now we're going to do it for real. Uh, it's time to make your health great again as we get close to the new year. Uh, for anyone looking to ignite their fat-burning metabolism, boost their energy, and transform how they look and feel, Start taking care of your liver, your liver, your liver. Your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every day. That's why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feel tired all the time. Fortunately, there's a simple all-natural solution that I absolutely recommend. Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver. Do you guys drink? You drink? I drink. That affects your liver. This will fix your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities. It boosts your energy levels. It will kick your natural metabolism into high gear. Liver Health Formula is backed by the latest science and approved by American doctors, and every bottle is manufactured right here in America. And right now, as part of my audience, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free, and they'll give you five free gifts uh, when you order today. You're going to get a free 30-day uh, supply of nano-powered omega-3. It's a powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids. It supports a healthy heart and brain. Four times better absorption thanks to the special nano delivery system. You're going to get four free e-books to support, to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of your age. Go to getliverhelp.com slash chad. Claim your free 
uh, I'm sorry, your risk-free supply of liver health formula, all five bonus gifts. You're covered with a whole year, 365-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to risk. That's getliverhelp.com slash chat, or you can call and talk to them, 800-282-1757. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah, there we are. We're back. We're back. Back, Josh Jennings. We didn't go anywhere. How have you been? Not bad. How about cr- yourself? You look Christmassy. I, I am a little Christmassy today, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm all right. I, I was, uh, had a little bit of a cold, thought I had the, thought I had the woo, man, woo, yeah. woo flu again, and uh, I did not. I was fine. So. I found it funny that I mentioned this the other day that G and Joe, whenever they were... Um, given their opening comments they didn't mention covid it's amazing how joe didn't bring that up yeah didn't mention covid to g he should have he should have said something along the lines of hey when you were escorting that guy out to his death the other day i noticed a lot of people were still wearing masks a lot of people were still wearing masks <laughs> um that you know where that you know where that maybe came from yeah you know what you know uh maybe right. lab that happened g when's the last time you've been to wuhan yeah <laughs> i don't think i don't think that's on the uh on the uh tour to china right yeah uh oh gee i miss g though don't worry you'll probably be seeing a lot more of him (laughs) (laughs) what a clown show dude what a clown show i mean you got the gop nominated kevin mccarthy yeah to be uh wow when did they vote on that i don't know what i don't know I, you know, Mark, I was sitting there thinking about it. I was driving in the studio today, and I was like, you know, maybe I'm just going to quit politics. Just be done with it. Don't want to talk about it no more. None. Done. Just going to switch over to something more interesting like coin collecting. Yeah, or, stamps. Yeah. Stamps. The you coin. Know. The, the stamp cowboy. I think that's. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't really Facebook roll off the tongue. I'm no. going to be the stamp, the coin collecting cowboy. Your shows will, will basically just be, it'll be like a replay of the Antiques Roadshow. Basically. We'll yeah. just pull out, you know, here's a, you know, here's a uh, Liberty Dollar and, uh, you know, here's a stamp with uh Does it, does it Rosa work Parks. for PBS? <laughs> here's a stamp with Rosa Parks. I found it on the back of a bus. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I can't throw the jokes in there too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, lose the politics, but not the jokes. I think that's a solid plan. Played. Uh, let's let's go through a couple more clips. I can't get away from China just yet. Okay. Uh, play number five. This is the Chinese. They're tearing down the COVID borders. They just had a, the barriers. They've just had enough. Is this Beijing? Do we know, Chris? I mean, I would suspect Hong Kong. But I, I don't know that that's Hong Kong. Hmm. These people are had enough, man. Well, if you if you remember, I mean, it was just a few months ago, and they they covered this, and then it it went dark. Uh, but in Beijing, they had video of uh, all the people who were holed up in their massive high rise apartments, and they were just screaming out the windows yeah. of them because they they were locked in basically and starving today they're locked in yeah and two weeks ago they locked everybody down in disney in china yeah they were not allowed to leave disney yeah, it disney became a, that became a very small world after all it ah, was very you stole the joke world. right out from yes. under me man yeah. yeah it was yeah there was uh there was there was a whole lot of mulan in there 
<laughs> Mulan, Wuhan. Is there any accident that those rhyme? I don't think there is. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I'm not even sure Mulan was a Chinese story. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know either. I think so. Could be Japanese. I think it's Japanese. I don't know. I think it's Japanese. Yeah. Chris? It is Chinese. It is? Yeah. Mulan's about a Chinese? Yeah. We should have bet money. Uh, when they redid Mulan in live action, they filmed it in China, and they had to film it in a very strategic way so that you don't see the slave camps. So Oh, shit. China had to like approve all the way Disney shot because some of the shots, you could see the wiggers back in the back doing stuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, indeed. I mean, you yeah. go back to the Olympics, these Winter Olympics we just had, right? And they, they built that little, that little uh, o- winter oasis in the middle where right. all the competitions were taking place, and it was in, it was in a chemical wasteland. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you backed away from it, it was just garbage. Yeah, it reminds you of a, of a much bigger scale version of what they used to talk about with uh, North Korea, where you would get the occasional delegate or envoy who, who was allowed to go into North Korea, and they would basically build like a, a small show town. Like a set. Yeah, a set. To, to, to show them like oh look how look how prosperous we are look how amazing uh north korea is and it, it was all a sham so it's a it seems like a kind of a a theme i'm getting over there. excited about our future like <laughs> there's so many things to look forward to yeah you know? post post nuclear apocalypse like Man. rebuilding yeah start memorizing the constitution and your bibles and mm-hmm. yeah i'm telling you do you do you have uh sorry to get off on a rabbit hole here but uh do you have like a, a bug out bag or, or something like that that you carry around with you because I do. Why do you want to know? Because no, yeah, I, I need to know whether or not to include you in my team or to be on yours. I'm I'm reasonably prepared for yeah. a lot of things. Um, you know, I order the iodide and all that stuff yep, and the droplets. Too. You know, so it's the world we're living in. Yeah. You know, I and look. Let, let's be real clear. I I. I you know, I got children that are, I want them to live a long, prosperous, happy, fruitful life. And I pray God will have mercy on all of us in regards to this life. But, you know, ultimately your bug out bag should be Jesus. And, uh, and you should That's be. That's a t-shirt right you there. Should, yeah. Jesus, Jesus is my is bug, my out, bug bag. out bag. Uh, he chuckles as I write in my notes. Uh, but, yeah, right? uh, you know, I hope you guys are clinging to the hymn of the Savior, man. Uh, and. Yeah. You know, we we could joke about this stuff, but we are, you know, our days are short on this mortal coil uh in this mortal coil. So, you know, we we ultimately whether it's now or later, whether you meet the undertaker or the uppertaker, one way or another, we're getting out of here at some point in time. For sure. And uh that's why, you know, I always put these things our little debates and our arguments into perspective because you know, there's a there's a handful of this uh the, these world leaders out here dictating how the rest of the 8 billion of us are going to live and die the rest of our days and these right. guys can't seem to get along because again, they're trying to fulfill their destiny and leave a legacy. Yeah. Uh but yeah, these guys have too many buttons in front of them. These oh, days. for sure. Someone once asked Albert Einstein uh, how he thought the next world war was going to be fought after World War II. He said, I don't know how the next one's going to be fought, but the one after that will be fought with sticks and stones. Mm. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So Cheery they, stuff, folks. Yeah, I mean, it really is. <laughs> it really, really is. Um, no, it's 
And uh, look, they, uh, our global enemies love the fact that we can't get along inside this country. They, yeah. they love that ideologically we can't, you know, we're fighting over. They, they help promote it. I mean, they, they, they do things to the propaganda that's the there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, there, there are some really evil people in the world, yeah. really evil people who do it in the name of patriotism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, play, you know, Joe, he was he was getting ready to answer some questions there in Indonesia. Play that clip. Now, I'm happy to take questions and I'm told there are going to be four questioners, but I'm not going to do 10 questions from each questioner. All right. Let's make that clear at the outset here. And uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's Joe. He's really ready to face the tough stuff. He's also I I think he's the only president, at least in my lifetime, that I remember who thinks he's funny yeah and absolutely is not yeah has zero comedic timing yeah but he, he thinks he's he thinks he has really a certain funny. charm and bravado yeah that that he's pushing on everybody that they're supposed to find charming and yeah. bravado-ish yeah and he looks like a weak senile old man yeah and i've also he's also the first president that i can recall who consistently says i'm told yes there oh, yeah. are you know, um, there's four people I'm supposed to answer questions. I'm not from. supposed to do this. I'm yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to get in I'm trouble. I'm going to get in trouble for yeah. this, and you know, I don't understand it. You know, well, I, I do. He's he's 80 years old, and and he's acting like he would act if he were in an old folks' home. Well, I was just yeah. going to say, oh, that. I can't, I can't go out, Bobby. I'll get in trouble with the orderlies. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. Chad, don't you remember? You know, like when your grandpa was talking to you, and he was about to say that, like that that naughty joke that grandma does not like yeah and he always said well grandma doesn't like this well let me tell you this like he's literally america's senile grandpa great grandpa great grandpa yeah, it's sad I, it's it is sad dude we we are we it's too are bad he doesn't think that he's gonna get in trouble before he sniffs somebody's hair yeah <laughs> Uh, and, and that kind of stuff, I think he does it without even thinking he's done it so much. Yeah, sure. You know, those those videos, and I just say, because I saw some of them this week again, where he just, he inappropriately is holding on to people and wrapping his hand around and putting his stomach on people's belly or touching them in a certain way. And I'm like, the, the cringe, oh, it's so horrible, dude. Yeah. You watch the thing, you're like, oh my God, it feels so uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah, it may reminds me not to do it to other people. Yeah, I know. I mean, like when you did it to me this morning, I was, <laughs> it was like, weird. Yeah, I feel it like was Joe's real weird. Uh, but man, look, we, I, I, I pray. That's all I can say. Do I mean, pray, <laughs> pray, uh, pray for your own soul. <laughs> there, there is good. There is so much good in our lives that, that that should be examined and and remarked upon. I mean, it is not like everything is is in the toilet, but. Uh, but preserving that good is is yeah. the province of, of our thought as well. It's circling the bowl, but if you'll reach in real quick and grab it out, <laughs> uh, save that save that one shiny turd. Yes, that's agreed. One. That's that's, that's our philosophy in life. I yeah. like it. That's another T-shirt, right? Jesus there. is my bug out bag. <laughs> Hair loss can be tough. You see it in the pictures. Barbara points it out to you. You see it in the mirror. You put on caps and cowboy hats. And what are you going to do about it? If your plan is to shave it off, don't do it. Save it with Keeps. Keeps has clinically proven, FDA-approved hair loss treatments available online. You don't have to go to the doctor. And uh, you can prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, take better care of the hair you have. Keeps has medical providers that will help you find the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. It's easy. 
No waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of the traditional pharmacy. And if you have questions, you can message your Keeps provider 24-7. If you're ready to take action, join thousands of guys who have saved their hair with Keeps. Visit Keeps.com slash loss. Get 50% off your first order. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash loss. Keeps.com slash loss. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, folks. You know what time of the show it is. Uh, let's talk about soccer. That's something you never thought you'd hear me say. Let's talk about soccer. I mean, if you're not keeping a finger on the beating pulse of the U.S. soccer team and its comings and goings, I mean, what are you doing with your life? Uh, if your answer to that question is literally anything at all, even just breathing with no words, I, I'll accept that as a perfectly reasonable answer uh let's be honest folks nobody cares about soccer there'll be those of you who say yeah i'm sure i know millions and millions of people around the world go to soccer games all the time hooting and hollering and beating the crap out of each other and whatnot but uh you know those folks aren't even real and on our own american soil you have to ask yourself why after the age of 13 or so anyone is playing soccer nevertheless no doubt as recompense for our sins as a nation we do in fact have a u.s soccer team and it will in fact be going to the world cup in Qatar soon now for those of you who just made a masturbatory gesture in my general direction i feel you i feel you i mean not literally but i get it uh who cares right well they're about to precipitate some pretty unpleasant feelings on the part of the people who will be hosting them because they decided recently to replace the red white and blue base of their crest with <coughs> of course rainbow colors and why because of course lgbtq people need support and uh, a spokesman for the team said our rainbow badge has an important and consistent role in the identity of u.s soccer as part of our approach for any match or event we include rainbow branding to support and embrace the lgbtq community as well as to promote a spirit of inclusiveness and welcoming to all fans across the globe as a result locations that we will manage and operate at the fifa world cup such as the team hotel media areas and parties will feature both traditional and rainbow u.s soccer branding so here's the problem i have with this and i'm guessing it's the problem you might have with it too identity is a funny thing now most of the time on this program we talk about how dangerous identity politics is because of the internal strife it foments within our nation now Ironically, if ever there's a time to be identitarian, it's when we represent our country to other countries in the world. When we compete on the world stage in any sort of international event, we are representing American exceptionalism, American fortitude, American ingenuity, and the list goes on. What we're representing is America as a whole, the melting pot into which we have poured all races, faiths, ethnicities, and even sexual preferences. And to single out one of these things, one of these groups, and put them at the forefront just so you can signal your virtue to the world, well, it weakens the melting pot framework in the eyes of the globe. It undermines the whole endeavor because it states loud and clear that despite what we all used to think, the red, white, and blue does not stand for everyone in our country. It's mostly something that we all see as silly, but it's also a dangerous thing 
because the basic social contract of America has to be so plain, so simple, that the dumbest among us can both get it and act within its strictures. And the most intelligent among us can weave it into complex ideas and things that reach beautifully into the future and might stand for thousands of years. The U.S. soccer team and their decision is a fairly minor example of the degradation of American culture into warring subcultures, much like soccer itself is a minor example of sports. <laughs> I said what I said, folks. I said what I said. But that doesn't mean we should ignore it. I guarantee you the people of Qatar will not. So they're, they're taking the gay emblem right to the Middle East, dude. I got to say, Chad, you, you, are, you are one eloquent son of a bitch. <laughs> It's true, man. The words just flow. The words just flow. <laughs> yeah, how about that? That's a um, that's a that's a weird thing to kind of hang your hat on constantly and never never stop. Just you represent America. Yeah. I mean, the the gay community, the LGBTQ community, if you want to call it that, in America is part of America. I mean, like it's a game where you kick balls. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> why do you? Why do you? That's gay. Why do you want to equate that with gay lifestyle? I don't understand. It's, this is true. Know, yeah, it's a bunch of dudes kicking balls. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, I <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a, a joke that was just dirty enough, but not so dirty. No, you know, somewhere yeah. in that, but nothing came. I mean, it's gay enough when you scream FIFA. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know, and I don't, I don't hate soccer. I'm just not entertained by it. It's, right? I get uh, it. Can I tell you a funny story? Uh, so my kid, my my oldest kid, plays soccer, and uh, I, so I go to the games, and I've I've never been a huge sports fan. Shocker, I know. Uh, and uh, I I just I, at first I was so bored, uh, but then I got into it gradually because it was my kid and, and I started to get to know him and his teammates and all of that. So I kind of got into it. But what happens is I'm sitting there on the sidelines of these games and, and soccer moms will stand there and scream at the top of their voice advice to their kids who are playing. Now, their kids aren't even listening to their coach yeah. who's also screaming advice at them. They're definitely not listening to mom who's who's yelling generic, like, you know, run the ball, run the ball type things all the way up. And it really frustrated me. Uh, it got really annoying. And finally, I, I kept saying to my wife, like, one of these days, I'm just going to I'm gonna, I'm going to do something. I'm going to say something. And I finally did. I decided to do it in the most passive-aggressive way possible. These kids were running up the field, and I just yelled out, you should probably diversify part of your portfolio into gold. <laughs> and my wife got really mad at me. Yeah, Because it was embarrassing, good. but text, I thought it was fun. Text Chad to 989898. Birch gold. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> I, yeah. So. We're all about free ads around here. Uh, anyway, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, you're, you're taking that whole gay emblem to the Middle East. I, I don't think that's a wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you trying to start a problem? I mean, no. Yeah. look, I, I assume that you, like myself, are not in favor of the uh, type of culture that, for example, throws gay people off of buildings. Right. Okay? We're not cool with that. But on the other hand, poking the... the like yeah. stick into the hornet's nest is maybe yeah. not always the best way to go yeah, about poking things. the islamic bear is for that reason is not you know yeah i anyway. mean 
I mean, I don't know. There's I, better but again, ways. represent. You want to represent America or represent America, right? We have our symbols. We have our deal. Go. It, yeah. it, you're making a global demonstration. I said the same thing about Joe Biden dressed up in his little China outfit when he's over there with Xi Jinping walking around <laughs> yeah. his little, you know, tunic or whatever the hell it yeah, was. That, that, that's such a bad look. Like, yeah. that's not what presidents wear. Yeah, no, it, it's not. And I understand Trump did it too. Everybody said Trump did it, but he was in the Philippines. Not not when he's with your you know geopolitical enemy. I mi- I missed it with Trump. I didn't he know did. he did that too. He wore a very well. ugly shirt in the Philippines. <laughs> Those shirts are not. They're not for fat white guys. Well, look, I, I I'll say the same as the goose. Uh, good, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You're right. There's a difference between the Philippines and China, but still, uh, I mean. I think maybe a, a fairly large complaint about Trump uh, over the course of his tenure in office was that he did not exactly bring uh, a lot of um, presidential gravitas to yeah, the role. The decorum, yeah, yeah, the decorum. So, I mean, fair enough. If it's, it, I'll say the same for him as I would for Biden. Yeah, uh, it just looks it looks bad. Like nope, we have I, a, I we have our standards. And I Let's said hold so. those up. I said so. I didn't think it was a good idea. Uh, talking about uh, gravitas, uh, if you can't decide to get what to give this holiday season, I want you to give the gift of uh, comfort, convenience, and quality. I'm talking about my undertack underwear. That's right, quite possibly the most comfortable pair of men's boxers ever created. I'm serious about this. These aren't normal boxers. These have uh, literally been tested by special forces in places we aren't authorized to talk about, and they've been tested by me. But that's not all. Undertack is made with modal Think of it like cotton on steroids. It's 50% more moisture wicking, naturally antimicrobial, and it's way softer. It's seriously way softer. Uh, sturdy yet comfortable extra-wide waistband. Fly design is brilliantly straightforward. Undertack is durable, ultra-light, fade-resistant, shrink-resistant. Here's the best part. Almost 30% less than the competition. So go pick up a drawer full of them today. Undertack.com. That's Undertack.com. 20% off site-wide with the offer code CHAD20. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. By the way, Undertack donates a portion of its profits to veteran-run organizations that are actively fighting human trafficking, which we love. Undertack.com. That's Undertac.com. And then when you're there, use offer code CHAD20. We'll be right back. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. So for the first time, uh, we saw this week that, uh, that DeSantis is leading in the, in the betting odds right. for being the Republican nominee. Yeah, Trump has always led in that. And uh, I think I think he's running like plus one sixty. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I honestly I don't I don't find that terribly surprising to no, you. Me either. I mean I I think there's a lot of people out there who don't want to hear this and who don't want to think this, but I mean I think personal opinion. I think that that Trump's uh, 
star has kind of faded. I think he's I think he's probably either is or or should be on the way out. I think that um I don't think he will do this, but I think that the the wise thing on his part would probably be to hand the mantle over to DeSantis. Yeah, he ain't going to do that. No. The, uh, and it's his to lose. I mean, I, I think that by and large, that that is the the way things are being persuaded, right? Yeah. That's that's the way the winds of change are, are tending to blow. I mean, DeSantis is, they, they, he's been a, a, a conservative darling in that regard and how the things he's done has been... I mean, case in point, this recent hurricane, Hurricane Ian. Yeah, you know, um, he nobody's talking about that because he handled it. Right, right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if you ever want to know how well <laughs> a Republican politician does, just listen to what's not on the news. What's not being said in the yeah. news? And, and again, ironically, the news, the, the mainstream media is also really trying desperately to yeah. keep Trump to the forefront because they want Trump to run. Yeah, because DeSantis is formidable he's very formidable he's he's not only all the good things that trump was he's not a lot of the bad things that trump yeah. was and they they're I, i'm understandably worried about that and i and i can make arguments either way i can but i uh we'll see you know i've said what i'm going to say about it i've and i've said positive things about both men consistently even recently and uh I, i'm just like i'm not gonna get in that debacle sure. of, of debate between the two of them and i get that there's all those folks out there who are like how dare you say anything bad about trump how dare you not say something bad about trump? right exactly. the man wants to be the lead I, listen if, if you want to lead this country you better be you got to be capable of being criticized yeah because he didn't do everything right and we've got to be able to call that out he's not doing everything right now you want you want to watch a man fail and take everybody with him Put him in a place where he's above accountability. Mm -hmm. You put any person. That's why our government was set up with a system of checks and balances. You let somebody get to a point where there's no accountability. I don't care who you are. You get to a point, I don't care if it's a celebrity or, or a church leader or whatever. You are asking that man or woman to fall. Absolutely. You're asking them to fail. Yep. It, it, people are people are not made to live without some form of accountability. So so it's unwise to allow Trump or DeSantis or anybody that's out there to go without some level of of critical thought and critique to go along with it. You yeah, should. Absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, I mean to that to that same uh point, you know, the the, the sort of the photo negative of that is on on our part as as people who are electing these people um you know, I, I, I've said many, many times uh, all of the things that I think Trump did right as a president. So this is not this is not me engaging in Trump derangement syndrome. But the truth of the matter is, there is a cult of personality built up around this guy that is not healthy for the nation. It's not healthy for individuals, and we can't keep doing this. If, yeah. if Ron DeSantis ends up being the front runner, don't form a cult of personality around him. He's a public servant. He's there to serve at your will. He's not your god. He's not your king. He's not your. He's not royalty. Yeah. None of these things. And and I know people. I'm related to people, who, whose loyalty to an individual person supersedes at times their their loyalty to their country, and that's not good. Right. That's that's very unhealthy. So let's learn our lesson from what happened with Trump, and either going forward, let's treat him differently. Um, or let's treat the next person differently in, in the sense that we we can't worship these people. Yeah. My, and my biggest fear is that DeSantis does end up, and he hasn't even said he's running. Right. But, I mean, you know, my fear is DeSantis runs, he gets the nomination, and then Trump runs as an independent. 
Yeah. I mean, Boy. we've already seen that, that Trump is not above bashing him even before the midterms. Yeah. I mean, before the election. I mean, and people will say, oh, we should have independence. Right? We should, but I also live in reality. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I know exactly what's going to happen, and you do too. You can argue it till you're blue in the face, but right. you know what's going to happen. It'll so. be ugly. Ah, oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, all right. I'll this has you. been nothing but but downer stuff Just, the I'm, whole like episode, I, And I was man. sitting here thinking, how can we end this week on a positive we note? Gotta talk, like, yeah, we no, got to talk. Yeah. No, there ain't shit. ain't shit. <laughs> ain't a damn thing. I want to go, I mean, you know, I mean. I'm going bowling tonight. That's positive. We need to go bowling together. We should. I've heard you you, you like to bowl as well. I love to bowl. And it sounds like you're pretty good at I'm it. Pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm a, have I'm to a get good you bowler. Real drunk, so we're, we're on the same level. Buddy of mine lives uh, downtown Fort Worth, and he's got a his his big high rise condo has a has a floor that's a like a game room like a whole right. entertaining area and they got one of those 16 foot uh shuffleboard tables i think it's really long you know yeah and uh he was like um we were all down there's me and steve helms and him and he had a, a person on his team and and uh we beat him you know we, we played a little conservatively sure. and then and then he's like want to put some money on it on the <laughs> shuffleboard and i was like oh boy i'm about to light you up money falls down on the table we it's on yeah, I, did, I did not know you were a shuffleboard player. We lit them up. I mean, I play music for a living. I'm, I mean, in, I'm in a lot of bars. And you're and you're old, so yeah. 50. I mean, I guess it's kind of a prerequisite. Not shuffleboard with the sticks. Shuffleboard on the table. I didn't know there was yeah, a difference. Yeah, you got to look that up. That's a Texas thing. Yeah. You salt the table, and you got your metal puck, and you roll it, and it goes down. Yeah, oh, not, not shuffleboard with the stick. Okay. Similar concept, but you're playing on a table, 16-foot table. All right, I'll have and to play. It, and it rolls on money. top of the salt, so like so little, like a like an air hockey yeah. except without the air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you sprinkle you you evenly sprinkle the salt on the wood. Interesting. And then boom, you go down there and you, you don't want it to go off the edge on the sides, and you want to get as close to the edge on the end. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, You're gonna have to invite some, me to come play. We'll, we'll play some shuffleboard. Yeah. It's a pretty intense deal. I like it. There's leagues out there. <laughs> it's legit hey, stuff they, there's people out there playing soccer so of course there's people yeah. playing. I, I would leagues. show up for the shuffleboard tournaments quicker than i would the soccer sure. tournaments. uh but anyway i don't know um i guess that's the only positive thing going on in our world i guess so is my competitive bowling your competitive bowling and, right? and, and you learning shuffleboard in the, in the very near future yeah yeah and so, betting money on it yeah and uh all weekend long i am in port charlotte florida and i want people to come to the shows Trying to get Steve Dace to come to my show in Ottumwa, Iowa, December 3rd. I don't think he'd like it. I it's, don't think he'll come. If you do a segment where you tell a joke in Klingon or something like that, I bet he'd be fine. Yeah, that will never happen. <laughs> that will never happen. I, I, I can never go that level nerd of you. And uh, I would I would mispronounce all the Klingon words anyway. So. Yeah, but who's going to know? I don't Steve know. Steve Dace, that's who. Steve Dace would know. <laughs> Steve Dace probably wrote a Klingon dictionary. Probably. Yeah. I told Steve the other day, I said, let's write a book together. I said, I, I you know, I mean, he's got a new movie coming out based yeah. on Nefarious Plot. Right. And uh, he's like, sure, let's do it. And I'm like, I said, he goes, I said, shoot, Steve, at this point, I'll, I'll do a 70-30 split with you. I'll, I'll let you have the 70%. He said, I like them numbers. You're right. <laughs> yeah. 
That dude can pick football. You know that? Yes. He knows. Yeah, he's sharp on that. He's he, sharp he, on election stuff, too. A lot of stuff. He pissed yeah. people off election night. It was funny yeah. watching the live chats. But anyway, I uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I do, man. I pray for our country. I pray for our world. And it's it's this is what happens when you, you take your ideologies, your inclusivity, your acceptance, all these different things to be social justice warriors and put that stuff in leadership. And it's, it's like, you know, I want this guy to fly the plane because he's nice. Right. That has never been a requirement. For yeah. me to pick a pilot or a captain when right. I get on American Airlines, he's nice. You know, I don't. That's not what I need to know. Can he avoid that mountain? <laughs> that's not what I need to know. You know, oh, but he's been here for a long time. Like you know, he's always been the guy who gets out there on the little jet bridge and he backs it away and stuff. And it's like he's worked for Delta for thirty years. Let him fly the damn plane. Right. I don't want that good old boys club. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, Josh, thanks for sitting in, hanging out. Thanks for having me. I always like getting your perspective. And hey, for the record, when you hear me wax eloquent, yep, those are that's a lot of Josh Jennings' words. He's a great writer for uh, Blaze TV. And Thank I appreciate you. you, buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, we're working on some new projects together. Yes, we are. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Coming soon. Yeah. And if you never have gotten the work we did together called uh, Y'all, uh, uh, Am, Am I, I Crazy? Am I Crazy? <laughs> Am I Crazy? <laughs> Uh, go get that book where books are offered. Uh, yeah. Every now and then people send me pictures of them. They're at the Barnes & Noble or whatever, and they happen to run into it. So, yeah. Hey, subscribe to Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. I'm going to be uh, taping overtime here in a minute. I want to give you a little more deeper spiritual perspective on how we're looking at these times. And uh, if you didn't watch last week's overtime, get that one too. We'll see you at overtime. Have a great weekend. Love you. God bless you. Bye.